Welcome back, everybody. Mandalorian Season 2. It's back. I'm excited for it. Super excited for it. And uh, I'm going to do spoiler reviews on the Friday that, it, that when they come out. Thank you to David B. for the music, by the way. Um, so, yeah, man, we're going we're gonna to really get into it. We're going to try to do these live when, when we can do it. And um, joining me on these reviews, it's the killer. Hey, back. Good morning, buddy. Morning, morning, morning. Thank you for for waking up there, sunshine. I know yeah, gosh, look at me here. I'm all. I'm, I apologize. I'm like, oh my gosh. Been, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you about this, man. Yeah, buddy. Back in the day, back in college when we went to school together, like we we were always one of the things we did talk about was Star Wars all, all the time. So it made yeah. a lot of you do these reviews i asked you i said how did you feel about season one he said i loved it it's it felt like old school kind of star wars yeah um, so look this is uh this is how we're going to do this okay uh, we are going to break down the episode again reminder it is a spoiler episode for everybody out there who's watching so if you haven't checked it out uh sen will be doing a non-spoiler on it so there you go uh all right it's gonna this thing starts off right off the bat and and what we're gonna be able to do to let you guys know um we're going to have a, a couple of uh, screenshots for you, too. So it, this thing starts off in the Mandalorian. He's already taking care of this kid. He's taking care of this kid. He wants to he's going to try to find find exactly where to take him and eventually shows up. And here's a Cyclops do a voice by John Leguizamo, who and put, played by John Leguizamo, which was was great and i love that they go into this the, the he, he welcomes them into the fights they're watching the two Gamorreans battle it out with these with the, with the axe and then he's like listen just tell me where the mandalorians are let's let's have a deal he's like you like to gamble <laughs> and he just says uh he's like well you know if i don't have to do it and they try to when are these people gonna learn mike stop trying to mess with <laughs> gonna learn. It, it's so funny like first of all like the the, the cyclops i'm like have we seen his species before like I, I couldn't remember where, or he looked like familiar, or something from another movie that I've seen with that type of thing. Uh, so that kind of threw me off a bit for a second. I didn't know like it was like Guzamo until I saw the credits. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he did seem kind of familiar, and they did that in season one, um, the first episode with having a famous comedian or actor in, in yeah, uh, which sure. I love. I love. Yeah. Well, did uh, you? What did you? What did you think about this overall scene? The fact that I mean, it's this is what this is what I tweeted out. What I uh, loved, I mean, I loved, I absolutely loved this episode. And the reason why I loved it is I thought it combined everything of what I wanted to see in a Star Wars television show in general when they announced it. It, it has that feel. It has the overall kind of adventure. It combines all lore that we've known as like kids and, and how it continues on. But it also, it takes this, it eventually takes this, this main story of him trying to find where this kid goes can he find the jedi can he find mandalorians to help him but it also puts together these side stories yeah that, i mean we're gonna talk about but a crate dragon i mean come on I, I know i know and it's like they they have such a great way of doing that with the, the show that for for so long the movies didn't do it like i remember it was, it was last season I, I think it was the last episode they had that vehicle that was a toy you know, right. and they brought it into to the lore of it. You know, it was like they never had that before in any of the prequels or, or the original trilogy. It was just a toy that they used to expand the universe to see that. And as a kid, when you, you play that and you see it show up and like that and crate dragon, you've heard about forever. And you've you know, seen, you've always heard about it. Yeah. And you've seen the skeleton, obviously, in yeah. before, but to see it and the and the special effects were like next level when I, it came I, to crate dragon. Yeah, and I, I don't. It's got to be because it's Disney and Star Wars, but just the if the effects of everything, you know. And I remember because last year I, I didn't want to. It kind of it didn't ruin anything for me because the feel had such a, a a location shooting the whole movie, the whole series had such a feel about being on location and right. to to see that 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 basically an LCD 
LCD screen that they use to film in, but it's so well done. You don't, you can't tell. You just can't no. tell that that's all, you know, on sound stages here in LA. It looks so good. It looks so good. And the, 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 the stuff, and we'll get into all the kind of crate dragon stuff a little later on, but he, so he's, He's watching the fights. They 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 mess with him. They say he try he tries to. What by the way, they show this whole scene, a lot of it in the trailer, and I'm so glad they did because it's the beginning, and you don't know anything else that's going to happen. Um, and he goes and he basically takes them out with the whistler again, pretty easy. Ties them up. You knew though. It was very commando esque when he's like, "You got to make me a promise. You're not going to kill me." He's like, "You're not going to die by my hand." Yeah, you know that. He said that it's it's over for this rat. Yeah, and, and it was funny because I was talking to a lot of people and there was, you know, talking about how with the voice and Pedro and who, you know, the two guys that do the the, the body work. And for me, they're equal parts uh, of the character because yeah. you see the scene and the way he moves and the way he fights. It's such a part of the character. Even when he walks in, he just has a swagger to him. And to me, that is the character. He doesn't need to speak and he's still fully embodied. So to see him fight and they do such good choreography with that fighting. And he's in a kind of a clunkier armor. Uh, yep. But just to see how smooth he is in it—that that's a testament to the stunt team and the, the performers. Absolutely, and they have and they have the baby uh, or the child. Yeah, put the thing up. Says I've seen this before. I know oh, that was a great, great little moment. It was great. So then he, you know, he he, and then he finds out he's got to go to Tatooine. Going back to Tatooine. Yeah. By the way, this is what I love about this show. This show is not afraid to go back to old locations that we love, create new locations that we yeah. all know, like Navarro last year and these other planets. But I, I thought that's one of the things. And I'm not just going to make this. I know people get nuts when you when you start crapping on the new trilogy. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not looking to do that. But it was always I felt like they were always afraid to go back to either Tatooine or Hoth because they're like, oh, you should try something new. But if you yeah. do it in a way that they do it here because yes do they play on nostalgia in this with the sand people and uh you know all all the, all the different things that you've seen uh, absolutely they do but i right. think they do it in a way we've never seen anyone talk and and kind of mingle with sand people the no who does yeah it was all new and i mean seeing what we were going to get in, in 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 the town you need to be on tatooine for that mm -hmm. i mean to, to play into the story because my and i'll be honest my first reaction was like ah oh, tatooine here we go again um, but then to see what happened and what unfolded, and they took us to a new town, which was great. Yeah. Um, and and so, with Amy Sedaris again, which I've been pretty vocal about. I didn't, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think she's yeah. all the way. This character, it feels like she, <sighs> there's, there's something a little off about the delivery. I think she's a phenomenal comedy actress. I think she's right. a great talent. And I, both times when she's both in Filoni's episode and now in Favreau's episode, it just feels a little off when she, when, yeah. with, with the timing of it, it just, it feels like a different show for a yeah. second. Not, not enough to pull me out of it and make me go, oh, that's terrible. Just, okay. That's that's just the character that she is. We've had those kind of characters in the prequels. We've had those kind of characters in the OT. We have those kind of characters in the in the sequel trilogy. So you just got to kind of, all right, well, that's who she is. That's what she's going to offer to it. And, and and then you just move on. She gives him the speeder again. It's all clunky. And yeah. then he gets to this little town. Yeah. And our good friend John Rocco once said that this wasn't a Western. I think that's all put to bed. How? How I remember when he said that. How knowing John and his love of westerns, how he doesn't think this is a western? I think he just yeah, is beyond me. I think he misspoke when he when he when okay. he. Okay, all right. But but the uh, the the overall um, thing. He I mean the guy walks into the, the bar in there and there's there's the bartender and he's just right. and and it's set up the way that he just comes in on the speeder as if he's on a horse. He walks in there. You can hear like the, the kind of the jingling and, he, and he's just asking. Yeah. Yeah. And he asked this guy about the Mandalorian. You know, it, I hear there's a Mandalorian. What's, you know, 
Yeah, what's we'll breaking on here, buddy? And then you know, here comes uh here comes this dude. Yeah, man. And did you lose your mind when when well, he- what happened was because I, I I told you a little bit before we were talking like. I had wanted to kind of go into season two blank. I didn't want to know anything. I know Ahsoka Tana is going to show up, Rosario Dawson. I remember Oliphant was being cast. They didn't say who. I remember there was talk he was Boba Fett. I know Tamora Morrison was cast. And then I just stopped. I didn't want to hear anything. So I was like, oh, when he showed up. And then he, the minute he spoke, I paused. I'm like, wait a minute. Who is it? Ah, that's Oliphant. Uh, yeah. But again, it didn't seem like Boba Fett. You're like, okay, something's weird with him. It's different. That's his armor. But. But just so cool. And Olafan is such a good actor. I love him and everything he does. It was hard for me to not think of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, though. Yes. Yeah. Immediately, like, as I felt like they were in a scene, I was waiting for Leonardo DiCaprio to, to walk in. But, um, yeah. but no, it was a great scene. Having the conversation. And he take, the second he takes off the mask, you yeah. know, one of two things is going to happen. It's either going to be Tamora Morrison. Right. Or it's going to be like, wait a minute. What's the rules here? And then because Mandalorian oh. does sit down when he takes it off because like this this obviously like oh, I, I, oh. you're probably expecting to see a real mandalorian and so for those people who don't know this is cobb vanth right so mm-hmm. the second i knew that it was cobb vanth and this is why i'm watching these in subtitles by uh because yeah i always do that oh for, for this reason of course you do uh for well, that's, you put that in me freaking geeked him i have to watch these things with subtitles but but i was watching i'm watching the um i'm, I'm watching this and it's cobb vanth and i go they put Cobb Vanth in it. Yes. And for those people who don't know this, and, and I have been singing from the hills for when will Lucasfilm combine canon stuff with comics and right. just put Saw Gerrera in something like when are they going to take some of the stuff that a writer creates? And they did it. Cobb Vanth. Yeah. They did it. Um, and they've done it with other things. But this is something big to introduce to. Now, for those people who don't know, and I'm pretty sure that it's different in the novel of Chuck Wending's novel of Aftermath, where Cobb Vanth shows up how he gets the armor to what they did. And I'm fine with that. They still, yeah. it, it's in the, in the novel. I think he comes across it in the desert and in, in this, the, the Jawas give it to him. Fine. You don't want to switch it up a little bit, but the fact that Chuck Wedding was the one who came up with this, the understanding yeah. of it, it's not Boba Fett, but it sets up, well, what the hell happened to Boba Fett? Right. We might've gotten our answer in this episode. We don't know yet. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that like the tension there, when he took that helmet off and you know, you can't see Mando's face, but you know you're like, oh man, because they don't take him off. And right. he, this guy, here's this guy just casually dropping off, sit down, want to drink. You, you just knew he's like, oh, this guy's dead. He's dead right now. You, he's you gonna thought, take it off his dead corpse. You thought so, and because oh the, yeah, the good thing with Oliphant is that you never know if he's gonna be a good guy or a bad guy. Right. He always kind of toes the line. Sometimes he's a good guy, other times he's kind of that skeevy, like right. Y- you know, but uh, one of those so good too in that outfit. Yeah, he could play both. He could play both, you know, yeah. it's because he's even throwing that southern accent in there of just like how he's right. I'm taking this, this town was 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 under attack. And they show that flashback of when the Death Star blew up. And I love that he remembered yeah. the second one. You know, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, was, it was the Jedi one. That That's that's the one. But they flash back. They show it. They don't have to beat you over the head with the flashback, but enough to say, OK, this is how the guy did it. Did he find that? Learn how to use the, the armor a little quick. OK, maybe. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a pass. Um, yeah. uh, but, you know, the, the other thing, the argument that could be made is the Mandalorian that we met in season one, episode one, would have maybe said, I'm not going. Why do I need to kill the dragon? I'll just kill you and take the right. and get out of here. But, yeah. I, you know, since since the he's gone through this transformation, the the kind of the heart uh, that we've seen from him, 
Right. All right. I'll help these people out. I'll help this guy out. This is a fair deal. He seems like a good person. So they decide to kind of go on the adventure together. Did you like that angle? I loved it. That's why I love the show. Um, it reminds me of the classic stories of, and again, this is why I say it's a Western. It's, it's the, I mean, it's the knight errant story of yeah. the guy coming into a town and, and helping the people out. And then he moves on his way. Those are, those are the classic stories of our time. And, and to see what Mandalorian does with this, like I love these standalone episodes like this and it's part of the bigger tapestry, but you know, there's just something about the lone hero coming in to help the town. I mean, it's classic. It's a classic story, but right. You don't get tired of it because people uh, like the show and, and Favreau, they do different twists because they're enriched with the mythology of the character. And it makes him a better character. It's just not like you said in season one, come in, kill the guy and take off. Right. No, there was a lot of stuff. You could tell that there was so much love from all the things that you, you can you can picture the 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 meetings of just like yeah he's got to go back to ta to tatooine he he's he's looking for a mandalorian but they do find the armor you know you know chuck wending had put this whole thing great let's use the convent yeah. him in there but what if they have to get what if they have to fight like a uh you know because there's always in the in the old wild wild west and Favreau right. said this that they wanted to pay homage to the things that inspired star wars not not yeah. star wars itself and the old westerns there was always something that came in like the old bad guy that came in or some kind of problem that the hero would have to help yeah, of with and they do this and they had this dragon he's like well let's use a dragon we've seen it but we've never seen it we can, we have the technology let's make a great dragon yeah yes please let's fight yeah. and see it because i did not expect from when you know there was like the sand thing happening i'll be honest like when they first underneath the sand right right yep they're about to battle they're about to scrap and go, okay you want to do this here let's do it and i love the yeah. cop doesn't step down he, he'll, he's ready no. and and then this rumbling happens they they sit out there together and they're looking at it and i didn't know what it was i'm like oh they're just going to do another monster and at first i go what's this going to be it's just going to be like he's now he's got to fight this monster but then they say crate dragon and i yeah. go okay i'm in you got yeah. you got me um so i loved i loved that because that would to me was the start of um but like i said in the beginning of this Here's this side adventure. It hasn't taken away from the fact that, look, no. he's a Mandalorian true and true. He wants that armor back. And so Vance says, look, I get it. I've heard about your kind. I know what you do, but let's make a deal here. Right. And they, they do kind of do this together to save the town because it's, it stays to what Vance, Vance is all about that town. Vance is all about protecting that town. And so he's going to make a deal with this dude to do it. And, and I love that because we do go into a little bit of his story of what happened and why he's doing this. And he's kind of a man of honor, too. And I maybe, you know, to see that Mando, maybe he sees these. They got these people there. This guy's taking care of it. And like we've seen before with with uh, Cardoon and the other ones with that village and her taking care of it. And so she understands these people. And he's kind of, you know, in nine episodes, we've seen this arc of this guy changing. He's not who he was before, like you'd said in episode one. Uh but yeah, so but then like you may said, bring with the sand people. And I love the fact that the speeder, I mean, of course, we don't know if it's Anakin's, you know, uh, his pod racer, the engine from it. But it, I mean, I, it looks exactly like it. So I could see a little nod to that. Who knows? Who knows? It's certainly yeah. possible. It's on a kind of part. Of it. it was great when he showed up on it. And yeah. it's kind of like camaraderie where they're going to they're like racing a little bit, but he's telling them the story and he's and he's having and that's when we, when we see the flashback. But I also like the fact that they're they're, they're moving on to the Mandalorian's uh, character a little bit. And they're going, look, man, this uh, he, he just can't be this loner all the time. He, he's now he's now made relationships, whether it's um with grief with 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 Cara Dune he and yeah. now he's he's more open to it he's still going to be he's still going to watch his back cuz everybody's always trying to get him of course he's going to make but he's making these relationships and he's he's not and so they do that and this goes back to what I was talking about with the sand people 
even when he was going to, into the town, he has this relationship. And last season, he was he was never fighting him. And every other thing we've ever seen with Sam people, Anakin's chopping off their head. People are, people are shooting at them, and, and they're always ready to scrap. He's the only one I've seen. He talks to them. Yeah. He has conversations with them, and he goes, look, yeah, they're barbarians. Yeah, they're they're, they're but they, they are honorable people. When they make their deal, they do their deal. Right. And so he goes back in, and instead of blasting up the, you know, the, the Sand People dogs or whatever the, th- the thing they are, he makes he sits down with them. They have that campfire and the Olafans scene with yeah. them. Like, you raided our village. Yeah, we, you know, you killed every you killed everybody. We raided our village. And there's this great moment. He's and he sticks the fire out and he's like, dude, yeah. what the dragon's gonna kill us. Yeah. So figure it out, dummies. You got a common enemy here. And and I, I love the fact and, and and people, you know, prequels, whatnot, if you're you love them or hate them, it, it gave it fleshed them out. We saw the women and children in there too. And like you said, it, they're people or you know, they're they're beings that uh, you know, whether they're barbarians or savages, they're still in their own little group have a sense of honor and 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 it, it's just kind of you know, uh, for like our world, just different races of people and and, and it's it's great to see that, to, to see those those it brought it back, even though it's outer space and, and everything like that. It's a human connection, and we we can understand that. Hundred percent, because that's what it does. Instead of making like just side side characters, you it makes you feel and kind of understand. And it's one yeah. of the things that I w- always want to see, and I hope that they do eventually. With I, it might not be in this series because the Empire has is is on the run, but. Right what they did very well in the comic books and in the novel is that you, and, and, and sometimes even in rebels, you felt for the, some people that were working uh, for the empire, like in lost stars, you really feel in the novel lost stars by Claudia gray. You really feel for some of these people because they're just, they were sold this uh, false bill of goods and they're, they, they realize they're fighting. (laughs) You know what I mean? So the kind of stuff that I, 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 that you're talking about, like we've always seen the sand people. Yeah, that's all it was. You start to see a little bit more and understand the pack mentality that they have and what they do. So they have to they have to maneuver and they've got to uh, team up with uh, with the villagers. There's that great scene of of them when they, they he's he goes in and uh, the Mandalorian yeah. and, and then Cobb they go in. They have the conversation. It's going to be a tough sell to the villagers, but they, they they let him know. It's like those old school movies where they're in the church. Yeah, right. You know, they're always like, "We got to band up. We got to do it." Why we got to help him? And he's like, "Because you're gonna die if you don't." It's like, "Okay, yeah, you'll be dead." How about that? Yeah. You'll be dead. Yeah. So instead, uh, they do it. They have that scene to show that they had that 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 they have to have this common ground. However, however, and there is a great scene with the the crate dragon up top where they're they're showing them where the cave is before they go back to the village, yeah. and it's it, they bring the the he brings out the uh, uh skeleton. Okay. No, no, no! What's the frick? Oh my God, I'm I'm blanking on the the creature, the the freaking. Uh, oh my God, they're not the Tauntaun. What the hell? help me yeah, out? The Bantha. Bantha, thank my. Yeah, I know what, what you're talking about. The brains yeah, bring the Bantha out. Bring the Bantha out, and they said they're going to sacrifice the Bantha, and instead it eats the sand the sand person, which was well, incredible. But how cool was it that they said he's it, it lives in a Starlight Pits cave, and he's like never Starlight's never left this cave. It's like yeah, it is if it's been eaten. eaten that was fantastic. Yeah, it's like how big is this thing? Yeah, how, gotta be because when you remember the skeleton in 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 New Hope, uh, it's, yeah. it stretches out. So um, anyway, so then you get to you get to them going back, and like I said, even though they're moving together, it certainly seems like they were just like sand people. Go ahead. 
people are chucking grenades and they're, and they're just getting wrecked like with the with the with the mist like here and there and this is a couple dudes like humans going all right we'll do it I, they like throwing rocks and stuff now I, they didn't show any of it but that stuff that was spitting out of its mouth was that, was that like an acid that would kill them acid i think so i think they were probably trying to be a little less graphic but okay because i wasn't sure because like the, their numbers kept getting depleted i'm like oh that's got to be some kind of acid we're just not yeah. seeing it because it's it's you know pg or pg-13 or whatever there, there it is, and they're going, yeah. they're trying to fight this thing, and 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 when you looked at it, once it started, to, and I and I liked the, the difference of it. It actually lo- almost looked when you saw like the full shot of it, it looked yeah. like something that could have popped out of Lord of the Rings at one point, you know. Yeah. And so when they had that, and the fact that it did actually look like a dragon, um, and this fight that they're having, and they're like, okay, they just got to get it out, they just got to move it out there. As soon as we move it out, we can blow it up. Yeah. And I'm like, is that what they're going to do? And they did, they blow it up, and it's like. It's not gone. And I was like, oh, is it going to pop back up? And when Cobb turns to me and goes, I don't think we killed it. Yeah. And then Manda goes, I don't think so either. I'm like, okay, this thing's going on. Like it was a little anticlimactic at that point. You're like, that, that can't be it. Right. Like, okay. But it's a TV budget. Maybe, maybe. maybe that's all we're getting. And they go, nope. It pops yeah. out of the mountain. And when they both fly after yeah, him. Yeah, the death packs are great. And my Mike, I, I looked at the television. I go, anybody that's complaining about this episode, you got two people in Mandalorian outfits fighting a crate dragon. I mean, are you kidding me? This is like I could. This is the, if if I could hear, I could hear the voice of our of our great friend John Schnepp. I could hear him. Great <laughs> dragon. I could hear it. I know. I hear him. I, and, <laughs> and it's like you see it and just remember like action figures just using yes. kids with a crate dragon. It is just in, it was so great. How are they going to do it? How are they going to beat this thing? They're yeah. Everything else. And, and it was so funny because they shoot him at one point and I go, that's not doing anything. And no, they were pea shooters to that thing. He turns him and he goes, this ain't doing anything. <laughs> And, um, um, you know, so after that, they've got to figure out how they're going to be able to do this, how they're going to be able to kill this thing. Yeah. And then he's got all the detonators. And he's like, you still got that detonator? He's like, yeah, and he s- shoots off Cobb Vance to kind of, you know, save him. But at this point, I'm assuming, I'm like, oh, okay, I know it's going to happen here. And that's what the great thing about the show. They always think, take what you think is going to happen, and they turn it on its head. I thought he was going to fly to the last second, then grabs the Bantha, trigger, boom. Done. Right. And he, swall- and he swallows him. And yeah. And- yeah, and I'm like, oh man, but then, but the first thing I did think was like, well, you know, even, even though he's probably, you know, he's either avoiding this acid or the Mandalorian armor is that strong, one of the yeah. two. But he's 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 in there. He's gonna pop out at some moment. I thought the detonation was gonna happen first, but instead he he like electrocutes it. Yeah, he shocked him or something. Shocked him like he did in the first episode of season one. Uh, to to that thing, he shocks him, pulls back out, then blows him up. Yeah. And, is the, the guts are going everywhere. It's play, that, was, that was pretty graphic. And the fact that the you know, sand people are digging around with the meat and he took some meat. He took some he meat. a big chunk of it on his thing. He took some meat. He's got to feed the kid. I love that. And he takes the meat with him. And uh, but but they find the egg and they're just like, nope, you ain't growing another one of these. Yeah. No, great stuff. I mean, it was such. I mean, it was it was so. And uh, again, I, I I kind of geeked out again when he flew out of the thing's mouth. I was like. A Mandalorian just flew out of a dragon's mouth and blew him up. I'm like, that is that's why I'm here. That is yeah. why I am here. But it's not it's not the thing that everyone's going to be talking about, even though it's nope. a great dragon. It's not the thing. The the big thing that happens at the very end is as well to go back to what we were talking about, how he's got these new relationships with people. He says yeah. to Cobb, he's like, look, he gets the he gets the armor back. Yeah. Cobb's man of his word says, you know, you you can't you earn this one. So here you go. Yeah. Uh, I hope our we cross paths and he goes, so do I. Great. 
Great line. Great. And I, I hope so. I hope he comes. He's got to come back. He's such a good character. Oh, you can, you're, you're going to use him again if you can get him again. But, but there was, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I don't want to say loyalty between the two men, but there was an understanding there. They, they, he's earned his trust. He's like, okay, you're not a Mandalorian. You earned the armor. You know, you, you did, you know, took care of these people and you, you're a man of your word. And I like that. So I was like, that was great. I love, I love seeing stuff like that. It was, it was respectful. It was absolutely, it was, it was respectful. And I, I liked it too. Um, so, the last thing that we see. Yeah. Oof. Now, there's so much here. There's so much here. Tamar Morrison obviously shows up. Yep. And the first thought, which is probably the popular thought, and to my opinion, the most accurate thought, is that this is the actual Boba Fett. That's Boba. Because the other clones age rapidly. Right. He was engineered to not age rapidly he was engineered to to be exactly the same uh kind of uh, off of his off of Django and father yep be unaltered and an unaltered and, clone yep there we go that's the word gotta remember that unaltered so it's <laughs> matched, but it's matched to probably the age that he is and how he survived and what he's right been. we also saw with me now when she was um was saved or or someone that approached her with the boots assuming again that that was probably Boba Fett he's been living on Tatooine right. he's been there now, the other side of that is it's Tamar Morrison. He could play any version of any clone. That's could, the, the great thing about the character. Yeah. Now, some people say, well, could it be Rex? See, now Rex was yeah. Rex was much older at this yeah. point. And in Return of the Jedi, uh, Dave Filoni has confirmed that that old man was Rex. You know, the old man. Okay. And and then they even, in Rebels, they show him in Rebels. And he right. looks exactly like that. Yeah. Older and with the beard. and. You know, could he have could he have gone off to Tatooine and lived there? And that's how we get our connection to to Ahsoka and right. uh, and, and, you know, even to the other Mandalorians because of because he's got a relationship with Bo-Katan as Katie Sackhoff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a possibility. I just think it makes more sense how they get the armor. How do they get that's what I'm saying? It, it's the armor. It's, you know, and it could be, you know, misdirect, but I I don't think so. I mean. Uh, but then, yeah, I don't know. But then we find the whole story of how did he lose that armor? You know, how did he save the Sarlacc? All that stuff. So what, what are we going to have canon from what's, you know, because we know when it, the comics and the books, they've, they've brought them out before. But as they've seen, they kind of pick and choose what they want and make it to their story. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, look, this episode overall, I yeah. I really enjoyed this episode. I'm excited to see how it, it ties in. I like that they started with a kind of a side adventure. Yeah. Because going to be a lot of side adventures that then they did a bunch last season that connects that's what happens in television you're going to have side adventure that furthers the story maybe just a little right but it's a side adventure and that's what they did in this one they started with one with favreau directing it writing it yeah. so off to a good start in my opinion i'll go uh, out of this I'm gonna, if i'm going to schmo it i'll go 4.4 out of five schmoes for uh for episode one of of the mandalorian what say you mike kalinowski uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go a little more modest i'll do a four Okay. Out of five. I want to start the bar because like, and I say this in, in, in what I love about it. And for Star Wars, for me, this newer stuff, all the new stuff, if it reignites the passion I had as a kid. And when I watch the first movies, that's what gets me back. Cause last night I'm sitting here. Oh man, I want to buy, build a Cobb Banth armor. That's, I want to, that's, that's what I want to do. That's my cosplay. That's what I'm doing next. So it got me thinking like, okay, I got to build that armor. I got to get the sash. So it brought those feelings of being a kid again and, and wanting to build and inspire creativity in me. And that's what Star Wars is at its best. At its best, is that kind of level for me. So it's there. It's there. 
Well, high bar, high bar set. High bar so far, and I'm excited for it. It's a long, and I did like that it was about 54 minutes, which is one of the yeah, longer episodes time. we've gotten so far. Uh, I realized that I had the uh, the comments um, not not off on purpose. We made it uh, this this was we are going to make all these reviews suitable for kids, but when you put that in YouTube, it shuts off the chat. So. <laughs> But so the chat will be on next week. But thank you guys for joining us uh, today. Thank you, Mike, for joining us today. And we'll be back every Friday morning, uh, half an hour. Make sure if you're brand new to the channel, make sure that you subscribe, leave a comment, hit like. It helps tremendously. And make sure you stick around at 10 a.m. The SEN Live crew will be live and they're going to be doing a non-spoiler review of The Mandalorian. They'll be talking about it for a little bit. Please join them over there. John Roca hosting and he'll be giving his thoughts. So. Thank you guys very, very much for joining us here today and very excited to keep talking about The Mandalorian. For Absolutely. For my son, Alanowski. It's going to be great. We'll see you next week. See you guys.